me just pull up the good news articles. The good news network. I think it is. It is. Let's go. I remembered. Mm. Maybe I should have found these beforehand. Uh, huh. I don't know what to be talking about right now. I'm trying to find the thing, but it's hard to like not talk about what I'm reading. Um, this is this is fun. World's first hovering robot collects rare minerals from seafloor, allows industry to ditch dredging. With the need for critical battery minerals growing, a company has provided has proved that sustainable ocean mining is possible with a discriminating robot miner. That sounds mean. Below the waves, seafloors are covered in polymetallic nodules, a fancy word for stones with many different metals in them. Impossible Metals recently proved that it's possible to harvest these nodules with precision and smart learning rather than dredging with destructive plows. Their method is the Eureka One, the world's first undersea selective mining robot. Full of lithium, nickel, and cobalt, the nodules could provide battery manufacturing with a more sustainable supply that doesn't involve carbon-intensive mining and avoids the geopolitical difficulties associated with pursuing these minerals in conflict zones or unstable states. Our har- harvesting machines don't touch the seafloor, said Rene Grogan, chief sustainability officer and co-founder. What we're designing is a fleet of undercover robotic vehicles, and they are not tethered to the vessel. They don't make contact with the seabed, they hover above it. Once hovering above an area of seabed, an AI-powered computer will pick out nodules from other matter and command a host of horseshoe crab-like grabber arms on the underside of the robot to pick them up and feed them through a hose into a collection chamber. In November, the Rikia 1 dove to depths of 25 feet, successfully differentiated nodules from rocks, and utilized a special buoyancy compensation engine to bring them back to the surface. This shallow water milestone demonstrates progression of our principles of avoiding serious harm to the seabed by replacing dredging technology with an alternative that prevents biodiversity loss and large sediment plumes, said Olivia Gunasekara, CEO and co-founder. Fossil Meadows believe Eureka 1 could be in large-scale production by 2026. Electric car is made... Oh, sorry, i read the title first. Car makes record-breaking 621-mile trip on single charge powered by the sun. An electric car has made a record-breaking 621-mile trip on a single charge powered by the sun. The solar-paneled SunSwift 7 averaged nearly 53 miles per hour in under 12 hours to set a Guinness World Record while completing 240 laps of a track to represent the distance from Sydney to Melbourne. SunSwift 7 is the latest in a long line of successful solar-powered cars from the University of New South Wales, Sydney, since the first vehicle was produced in 1996. It weighs just 1,200 pounds, about one quarter of a Tesla, and boasts impressive efficiencies thanks to its aerodynamic design, the efficiency of the motors and drive chain, and incredibly low rolling resistance. The car is not road legal as it is missing essentials like climate control and airbags. The cost is prohibitive as well but a solid data set and an important jumping off point for building future solar cars in a country like Australia that is blessed with almost year-round sunshine. For their world record, the UNSW team put the car through the paces at the Australian Automotive Research Centre in Wensleydale, Victoria. They now hold the record for the fastest EV over 1,000 
kilometers on a single charge. It feels very weird to think that we've managed, that we've helped to make something that's the best in the entire world, said SunSwift team manager Andrea, <laughs> Andrea Holden, a mechanical engineering student at UNSW. Two years ago, when we started to build the car, everything was going into lockdown, and there was a lot of, diffi- a lot of difficult moments. It was a lot of work and a lot of hours and a lot of stress, but it's all been worth it. The world record is validation of all the effort everyone in the team has put in. As the car knocked out its 240 laps, greater than the distance to Melbourne from Sydney, the energy consumption was just 3.8 kilowatts per 100 kilometers, a far more efficient rating than even the most efficient EVs on the road today, which average 15 kilowatts to 20 kilowatts per 100 kilometers. Let's remember, these are not the best paid professional car makers in Stuttgart working for Mercedes, said team principal and four-time F1 world champion as head of operations at Red Bull, Professor Richard Hopkins. This is a bunch of very smart amateurs who have taken all the ingredients and put it together in a brilliant way. This team is focused on ultimate efficiency in order to break this world record. They have shown what is ultimately achievable if you concentrate on aerodynamics and rolling resistance and the use of smart materials. I used to work in Formula 1 and nobody thinks we'll be driving F1 cars on the road in 5 or 10 years, but technology that but the technology they use in F1 really pushes the boundaries and some of, of that f- filters down to regular vehicles. And that's what we are trying to do with SunSwift and w- what this world record shows is achievable. Swedish firm to unlock the electricity of the sea with largest wave power station in the world. Turkey will soon host the world's largest tidal power station, a 77 megawatt system of large pier-like machines that generate clean energy from the sea's endless rhythm. Swedish firm EcoWave Power entered into the agreement for the potential construction in, in Ordu, Turkey, starting with a small pilot project. EWP said that if it proves viable, the estimated $150 million power station would be Turkey's first grid-connected tidal energy station, and upon completion would be the biggest in the world. Anchored to structures such as jetties or seawalls, the rising and falling motion of the waves power hydraulic pistons inside the metallic holes called floaters, which in turn powers a turbine on land, which then sends energy to the grid via an inverter. According to the terms of the agreement, government owned Ordu Energy will assign nine potentially suitable breakwaters to EWP for a period of 25 years from activation of the relevant pilot or power station. Subject to certain conditions, including, among others, receiving favorable results from feasibility studies and receipt of applicable licenses and permits, the 77 megawatt power station is planned to be constructed in several stages, starting with an up to 4 megawatt pilot station and continuing with the construction, operation, and maintenance of the remaining capacity of the plant up to 73 megawatts, said the company. EcoWave Power will be responsible for constructing and commissioning the power plants and selling the electricity to be generated by the power plant in accordance with an approved production quota to be determined for the site. EWP has a grid-connected power station at Israel's Port of Jaffa and ran a demonstration plant in Gibraltar for six years. With the goal to build a self-sufficient grid, Ordu sees EcoWave Power as an important asset to fully realizing our potential for 100% clean energy, said Mustafa Kemal Masit, president and CEO of Ordu Energy. 
The entire municipality of Ordu is excited to fully realize the seas that the seas potential and use its unlimited source of energy to power our electrical grid. This project demonstrates that Ordu Energy is committed to investing in innovative clean energy technologies. Breeding big cats for pets or the petting trade will soon be illegal as U.S. Senate passes law. Monumental U.S. legislation sparked by the exploitation depicted in the TV series Tiger King was passed this week by the U.S. Senate to ban public contact with lions, tigers, leopards, cheetahs, jaguars, and cougars. The Big Cat Public Safety Act, which will prohibit keeping big cat species as pets, along with the practice of cub petting, it also makes it illegal for members of the public to have close contact with the animals, including bottle feeding or handling any cubs. The bipartisan legislation was passed in Senate by unanimous consent. It was already passed in the U.S. House of Representatives, so now goes to the White House to be signed into law by President Biden, who has expressed support. The legislation was supported and championed by Senator Richard Blumenthal, Democrat from Connecticut, Senator Susan Collins, Republican Maine, Representative Michael Quigley, Democrat Illinois, and Representative Brian Fitzpatrick, Republican from PA. We've been fighting for this moment for years because so many, so many so-called Tiger Kings have been breeding tigers and other big cats to use them for profit, said Kitty Block, president and CEO of the Humane Society. That's that's funny. That uh, Kitty Block, president and CEO of the Humane Society. It's the beginning of the end of the big cat crisis in the United States. Keeping big cats as pets is not only inhumane, but it's also a serious public safety issue. In the last 30 years, there have been more than 400 incidents involving captive big cats that resulted in hundreds being injured and 24 deaths to adults and children. These beautiful but powerful predators deserve to live in the world, not be kept in captivity for people's entertainment, said Senator Richard Blumenthal, Democrat from Connecticut. I'm thrilled that, after a groundswell of public and bipartisan support, this bill I've long advocated for will become law. The legislation would limit ownership of these animals to zoos, universities, and sanctuaries, such as the Black Beauty Ranch in Texas, run by the Humane Society as a home for big cats that were languishing after being used by the cub petting industry. England team players adopt Big Dave, the stray cat who made himself a social media star like a mascot. Football isn't coming home for England, but the th three lions are adding a fourth, albeit a small one for the journey home. The English national football team is bringing Dave the Cat home from Qatar with them. The cat began to appear in players' social media feeds as the stray had taken to eating with the team and become their unofficial mascot. Uh, there's like an Instagram video. Um, that was center back John Stones explaining the origin story of the little vagabond. Anyone who has visited the Muslim world will know that stray cats are neither rounded up by animal control, nor reviled, bothered, or considered a nuisance. GNN has reported that in Istanbul, each street and neighborhood will have its own strays, and there are even parks for them to live and keep warm in the winter. England defender Kyle Walker said that Dave would come home if England won the World Cup, but as it turns out, he's coming home all the same, because they weren't even close. A member of the traveling support staff for the team was eventually charged with, the, with taking Dave to the vet, ensuring he receives vaccinations and that his paperwork is in order to come home to England, where it has not been revealed which team member will be adopting him.
England was eliminated on penalties to tournament favorites France and go home after a powerful showing in earlier rounds. More than half of the adults more than half of adults would welcome a pre-owned gift this Christmas. According to this new survey, more than half of the adults would half of adults keep doing that would welcome a pre-owned gift this Christmas, especially to save people money and act more sustainably by extending a product's life. The poll of 2,000 people who celebrate Christmas showed 19% expected to receive a secondhand gift this year, with 29% expecting the practice to become more common in the future. More than half, 58%, would feel positive about unwrapping a pre-owned item, and 46% said that they would happily give one. Already, almost 4 in 10 respondents have purchased a pre-owned gift ahead of Christmas at some year in the past. The top reasons for doing so were saving money, 50%, affording an item which would otherwise be out of their price range, 44%, and to help products have a longer lifespan, 41%. Amazon Warehouse in the UK, which sells refurbished and pre-owned products, commissioned the survey, which also revealed that 38% plan to take sustainability into consideration when shopping for presents for this festive season. But overall, 26% believe that there's a stigma about giving such gifts. Even so, 31% believe giving and receiving pre-owned gifts should be normalized. As a nation, we're becoming more conscious consumers, and it's exciting to see so many people are open to shopping for nearly new products, said John Boomfrey, a UK manager at Amazon. Pre-owned doesn't have to mean worn or outdated. Often products have simply been unboxed, but still work as good as new. The top pre-owned items people were happy to receive were books, 50%, jewelry, 31%, and artwork, 30%. I don't even, pre-owned art doesn't make, like, really make sense to me. Like, you can't really tell. Um, And the most popular tech gifts to get nearly new were mobile phones, 21%, laptops, 20%, and tablets, 20%. The top places to buy pre-owned or refurbished gifts were eBay.com, thrift stores, and Amazon. Nearly one in five estimated they have saved more than $244 annually over the past five years. 21% of those surveyed by one poll think that it can be hard to tell the difference between these products and new goods, and 17% have noticed more retailers offering nearly new or pre-owned items.